Welcome to the Positive Pants Podcast. Mindset, motivation, and inspiration to help you find your positive pants. Let go of negative thinking and stop living for the weekend with your host, Fran Excel. So welcome to the show. As always, it's Fran Excel Mindset Coach helping you find your very own pair of positive pants so you can get out of your own way and live a life that you love. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm very grateful you've chosen to put me in your earbuds today. Please do hit the subscribe button so you don't miss anything and do leave me a review. I love, love, love reading them and it really helps me get found by other people who need to hear what I share. I'd also love you to email me your mindset and productivity questions or topics you'd love me to cover um, to hello at franexcel.com because I know a lot of you think I'm inside your heads because you tell me all the time. But if I don't know what you need, I can't give it to you. So let me know. So if you got value from this and you know in your gut that now is the time to step up and start rewiring your thinking and changing things for yourself, then book in a free discovery call so we can work out what needs to happen to get you from where you're at right now to the action-taking success you know you can be. And if you want my eyes and ears on your problems, I work with people one-on-one and through my proactive pants mastermind. So stop waiting for if and when and decide to change things now because you can. So you realize you're not exactly living how you want to or doing what you want to. What now? (laughs) This is a question that came up from one of my lovely listeners and I thought it was actually the perfect time to cover it. What with all the waking up to our unconscious thoughts and all that and reassessing what we actually want in life, thought it was a good time. (laughs) So with so many people realizing that they may have followed a path that was from someone else's idea of what the right thing to do was or someone else's idea of what's possible and not their own this time we had a little chat so there's a couple of camps you might be in right now as i know i have a lot of listeners who already have businesses and i know i have lots who really want to start one or achieve something really big at the least um so it could be like wanting to write a book anything along those lines so You might be in camp number one, where you listen to your parents' idea of what success should look like, or your siblings, grandparents, teachers, etc. you know, authority figures from when you were young. So you go along with it, go through school, pick your GCSEs, your A-levels, pick your degree and go to university, start at the bottom of the corporate ladder and work your way up, right? But you ticked all the boxes, so you should be happy, right? No? So what gives? I see this happening a lot to people in their 30s and 40s. You know, I was one of them. You know, that tug towards knowing you're capable of more, but no idea what that is or where the heck to start. You know, it's confusing because you followed the plan. You're doing what you've always done. You don't want to start from scratch again. You know, I hear you. But then there's the other camp who essentially tend to be the same people, but one step further along. So you already started the business, but still something's not quite right. It's not clicking. It's not what you thought it would be, or it's harder than you thought, or you may actually be hating it. You know, you're you're doing what you thought you wanted to do, but you're feeling just as unfulfilled. You know, you realize you based your business around what you thought you should do rather than what you wanted. Yeah. You realize it's not exactly what it's cracked up to be. 
So what do you do then? I mean, you could throw caution to the wind, quit your job or burn your business down, metaphorically speaking. Or you could carry on doing what you're doing, reframe what you're doing right now, work out what's in your unconscious that's really causing the feelings, and then make decisions based on that. So how do you start doing that? (laughs) So where did the path you're on actually come from? Did it ever come from you? Was it something you wanted genuinely? Or was it what someone else wanted for you? You know, were you trying to please someone else with the route that you went down? Yeah. What did you love doing as a kid? Before you gave a rat's ass what anyone else thought. You know, so think around about the teenage years where you really started to care what people thought of you and you let go of certain hobbies, certain things that you loved doing. What were they? You know, where do you lose time? Where do you really kind of get in a state of flow where you're doing something and then all of a sudden you look up and realize that eight hours have gone and it feels like (laughs) it was the blink of an eye. What is that for you? You know, what do you really want for your life? What are your priorities? You know, how can you make what you do fit around that? What are your non-negotiables for your life? What hobbies have you got? And if you don't have any, go flip and find some. This is what I did. I think I was about 26 years old. And I suddenly realized I'd done really, really well in my career. And then I thought if I was to leave this job and I was in an interview and someone to say, you know, what are your hobbies? What do you do outside of work? And I realized all I would be able to say is go drinking with my friends. I like to go to the cinema. I like to go shopping. You know, that usual stuff, no substance whatsoever. So I went out and I got some. So I started taking courses. Um, I tested the water. I started um, going to classes for various things. You know, I have a real creative side that I had ignored for a really long time. So I realized very, very quickly how much I loved making things. So I was doing candles, um, perfumes, jewelry. um, What else was I doing? And I was doing um, like natural beauty, all of these sorts of things. And oh my goodness, it just lit me up. I loved it. And then that learning became my hobby. Like learning is my hobby. I mean, what? (laughs) And now I get to do it as part of my business. Yeah. So you can see where I'm going with this. But use your job as your venture capitalist or the business that you've already got. Use it and start doing things that you're intrigued by. Maybe you will fancy a macrame class or macaroons. Who knows? There is no judgment. You've got it. This is where this is where you start the real honesty. Yeah. So you've got to think, oh, hang on a minute. Is that, is that a me thing or is that a someone else thing? It can be confusing to start with, but we've got you. So do you want to requalify? Do you want to get a degree, a diploma? What do you want to do? How can you make that happen? Start listening to all those excuses and reasons that you tell yourself it can't happen because it's not true. <laughs> so the next thing to think about, what does your intuition tell you? You know, I don't want you to think of this as some fluffy woo-woo thing. This is a genuine thing that we have in our bodies and our minds to help us. Who knew? So there will be this weird emotional pull to certain things. And I know you've felt it before. You know, you may not be used to hearing it or listening for it, but give it a try. What comes up a lot for you? You know, do you dismiss it because it seems wild and crazy? You know, do you dismiss it because you think you can't have it or there's no point? Yeah, what would happen if you just followed it? What would happen if you got curious? 
and just followed that little pull. There's something that I, I put out on my Instagram a lot. Like if it's calling you, it's meant for you. But do you know it's calling you? That's the next question. Yeah. What would happen if you just followed it? Daisy, what would you do if you knew you couldn't fail? That's a big one. What would you do if you knew you couldn't fail? You know, this, these questions are just starting to get past those limiting beliefs. The next one, what would you do if you had a billion pounds in the bank? Money's not a thing for you. You don't need it. What would you do? How would you want to spend your time? What do you not want to do? That's the next one. What do you not want to do? When we don't know what we want to do, a really, really good place to start is what you don't want to do. <laughs> what you know is a no-no for you. Now, when I was in, in this position you know, of, of not knowing what the heck I wanted to do, I did a few things and I will let you in on them as you're in my inner circle. And then you can decide if this kind of task might work for you. But let me tell you, there is some serious trial and error to the way that I did it <laughs> and willingness to fail thrown in there. So I wrote down all the things I love doing. You know, as we're getting to know each other more, I'll tell you some of the things that I wrote down. I will come out of the closet for you on a couple of things. <laughs> you know, I started this list and then I fleshed out the finer details of my strengths and weaknesses for all of them. So left brain sometimes. <laughs> so I wrote down a mixture of things I could do or should do and things that I loved to do. I wrote down marketing consultant. Ugh. I spent 15 years in media, so I definitely could have done this. And people will say, why don't you do that? You'd be amazing. But my heart was just like, meh. I knew it wasn't for me, but I kept writing it down, even though it was, I knew in my, in my heart of hearts that it wasn't for me. Um, I wrote down antiquing. Oh, yes. I am coming out of the charity shop and antique fair closet. I freaking love me a bargain. It's something that I got from my mama uh, and her mama. <laughs> and when I find something that I know is a little bit special, where someone hasn't appreciated its value and its, its specialness, it fills my heart with joy. So I thought about reselling on things like eBay. You know, back, there, back then there was no Facey B marketplace or any of these newfangled things that we have today to make it super easy. Um, but I loved it. I love doing it. It's something I often think about and I still think about doing it sometimes when I'm in a charity shop. Genuinely, I love charity shops. If anyone else is with me on this, tell me I'm not crazy. Like, I really, really love going into a charity shop. It tends to not be clothes. It's more like the furniture and um, little items. I love it. So tell me I'm not alone here. <laughs> um, I wrote down jewelry designer. And if you've been following me for a while, you will know that I went down this route. I created my brand, Francesca Grace. And I quit when it got too hard. You know, if only I knew then what I know now, right? <laughs> if only I knew all the ways to not get in your own way. You know, I wrote down, shock horror, coach or therapist. You know, helping people has always been a thing that I've done. Helping people think differently. I've always been that go-to person for my friends. Like if, if anyone's having a problem, it would always be me that they came to. And this is before I got qualified in it. So that's fun. But, you know, it's always one of those pulls that I ignored. Even when we were doing career quizzes when I was a teenager, that's what they were telling me I needed to be. Ignored and got distracted by jewellery. It's shiny and pretty. <laughs> so I also wrote down dog walker. Not many things bring me more joy than spending time with woofs. Freaking love me the woofs. Um, I did a, a grand master plan to combine products with dog walking. 
Then I got diagnosed with arthritis and it was off the table. I still plan to create my products under a different brand label. I have it all planned and ready to go. Multiple streams of income, my friends. What am I always telling you? <laughs> my husband says I have a unique way of turning anything into a money-making idea, even when people aren't asking for it. <laughs> so I had ideas, as you can see, coming out of my eyeballs. But I also had the limiting beliefs, stories and excuses to go with them. So bear in mind when you do this that you're going to start naturally unearthing them along the way, which is a good thing. I was awful to myself around all the reasons I wasn't good enough or couldn't do it. So I went with trial and error for a while. <laughs> so here's some things to look out for when working out what you really want. Shoulds, coulds, can'ts, need tos, have tos, and I don't knows. You know, you, you want to look for the want tos, for the things that light you up and make you feel good, you know, that gets you fired up and excited, even when they seem out of reach. You know, how could you make them happen? What steps would someone need to take to get there? And it's really handy to take the you out of this question. So you don't let your beliefs get in the way. What steps would one person have to take to get where you want to be? You know, you really can make a living doing pretty much anything these days. So look for the evidence that it's possible. The only limits are your imagination, really. So write down everything, no matter how bonkers you think it sounds, and start doing your research. So whether you're in the career and know it's not right anymore and want to start your own thing, or you've built a business and realize it is not for you, the same questions apply. But really dig into what you love, what brings you joy, the important emotions, because the most successful people that you see out there, there's a little pattern going, isn't there, that I'm hoping you can see here. They tend to love what they do. They tend to really love what they do. So pay attention to that. But the bottom line is, when you live your life based on other people's idea of what success looks like or what the right path to follow is, you know, with, whether it's with the, the, your parents or the people in the, in the online world teaching you how to do business with their particular strategy, all of these people telling you what you should do, you're going to suppress parts of yourself that don't fit in with that. You've got to find what flows your boat and what you think is right for you. Now, I'm not a throw caution to the wind and burn stuff down kind of a gal. I'm just not. I don't believe it's the right thing to do. Yeah. That can affect your relationships negatively. If you're not all on the same page, if you haven't had the conversations, it often will catapult you straight into scarcity, which is the worst place to start a business from once the initial excitement wears off. Yeah. So you can have all that excitement. Then the proverbial hits the fan and the excitement has worn off. We don't want that. <laughs> So it leaves no room for experimenting. It leaves little room for curiosity. It leaves little room to make mistakes, to get things wrong, to fail and get back up. People think those are the negatives, but they are the path to where you want to be. Sounds counterintuitive, but you have to be allowed to get things wrong or you deny yourself the lessons and the growth. All of the best, most successful people will all talk about their mistakes, will all talk about the times that the proverbial massively hit the fan and they didn't know how they were going to get out of it. Look for those stories. Listen to my bounce back series. You know, there's so, so, so many instances of this happening. And it is so, so, so important to do something you actually love doing because it's hard. There are ups and downs. 
you need to have fire in your belly and the motivation to keep you going through the downs. And that is where the fun starts, my friends. That is where the fun starts. So if you need a little help, reach out to me, book in a call. I've got power hour sessions, all sorts. The resources are there for you to make a change. So just take that first step, whatever that may be for you, my friends. And as always, I hope that was helpful. So any questions, just let me know. And as always, I will see you next week. Bye.